0: Welcome to Fear the Walking Prequel, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for AMC's Fear the Walking Dead. I'm Michelle.
1: And I'm Mike.
0: And tonight we're podcasting Fear the Walking Dead, Season 2, Episode 6, Sikut Shedvus*. And I'm sure I butchered that completely.
1: Well, Down here in Tennessee, we say *Sikut cut Service.
0: <laughs> it aired on May 15th, and uh, we know why it was called that, because that means as the deer, and it's the song that's sung for the Psalms as the deer panteth for water.
1: So my heart pants for you, O oh Lord.
0: So what did you think about this episode overall?
1: Mm, I didn't think it was their best. Really? No. I I was I was I was really disappointed. They were really to me they were reaching and trying for stuff that's I mean, just too much stuff all at once and not a lot of it made a lot of sense to me. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get into the scenes, but I, I was really, um, I, I watched this whole thing thinking, you know, I don't, I'll never get that hour of my life back. I mean, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't good.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's good stuff in it. I I agree with you and I actually agree with you more than you probably know. There was there was good stuff in it and we and we did advance a little bit. But it's like you said, I think they're trying to put too much. It's like
1: Well, they're trying to create too much drama.
0: Yeah. And just just the situation would create plenty of drama, right? Situation
1: itself would create plenty of drama that the the, the trying to stay alive and make it through the apocalypse is is drama enough. But these they're they're trying really hard to develop these little side stories that honestly don't really make much sense.
0: Well they're not that's just it. It's like we talked about last time with uh, Jack's group, Jack and Reed and all them. It didn't go anywhere and it can't go anywhere because they're now dead, so it can't go anywhere. And I just don't really see the point of all that we had, and it was really good. The family that they met on the island when we first um, uh, started the season—that that was yeah, okay. Well, that was an interesting little side story.
1: They're, uh, it's either the actors or the writers who are having a hard time because it's just not—it's just not meshing well. Well,
0: this is definitely the, just the storyline. I think. I think, but it's way too much information. I mean. In this episode alone, they went from being on the boat and meeting up with their contacts, which is, I guess, a patrol boat that's patrolling to keep people out of Mexico or something, and getting there, the main guy, Thomas Abigail, dying, and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah,
1: that and finding went, um... out that they've got zombies in the cellar.
0: Yeah, I mean, just like we got... Like a whole season, if it were done well, literally.
1: Of information.
0: Of information and of plots. And it just felt forced and rushed and.
1: It just wasn't good.
0: Well, we'll just go ahead and dive into it if you want to. Yes, let's dive. Okay. We start out with the boys' choir singing in Spanish. We're in this church, and that's where they were singing the song.
1: That last little boy looked really aggravated, didn't he? Did you notice that?
0: (laughs) I did not notice. I didn't, but they're singing this uh, Psalms song, and that's where we get the name of this title. The preacher gets up, and he's talking, and what we find out later, although I wasn't 100% sure at the time, is that he's really kind of rallying everybody to go out and kill the evil, right, kill the zombies.
1: They're going after Cecilia because they know what she's doing, right, because he's talking about her.
0: Well, he He did talk about her, but I think... That beyond her. I think the reason she was doing what she was doing and why she ended up poisoning them was because they were killing the zombies and she wanted, she felt like you shouldn't do that. She wanted, she felt like what? It was some kind of an extension, like the next step after yeah. this life yeah. or Cecilia something? Yeah, Cecilia's
1: suddenly insane. She's a nut job. Yeah, she's crazy as hell. I mean, you got zombies roaming around, biting people, turning other people into zombies, and she wanting to keep them alive. So they rightly should kill her. But she works for Abigail, so they've got to get through all of his stuff.
0: I don't think they were just going after her, though. I think they were just like the group that was fighting the evil. And I don't think the evil was just her. I think it was all of them. And I think that's why she wanted to kill them, was because they were killing the zombies am i wrong
1: no, I i think that's pretty good and and they were going to come she knew they were going to come after her and they were going to come over there to the compound
0: right right they were going to head over there but but their whole thing was before that i think was just killing the zombies i got that that's the message i took from it anyway but you're right they were heading to the compound to get celia
1: right and whoever or whomever
0: was it or just her
1: uh was they were going to that compound i don't know i I think
0: it was for her specifically but they come outside the church and i noticed that there was armed guards standing outside the church while they were in in the church so that was interesting oh and i should also say that they took the sacrament wafer
1: communion yeah also can i just say that this is probably the worst makeup job i think i've ever seen
0: what, the eye blood? Yeah, the
1: blood coming down the eyes. I mean, just not good.
0: Exactly, out of both sides of the eyes? Uh,
1: exactly, same same size stream, same length stream. Uh, bright red, doesn't look anything like blood. I mean, come on. you got You got to do a better job than that. It, these shows progress in their quality, aren't, don't, don't you think? I mean, usually sure. the pilot's the hardest one to watch. Sure. And then they start getting better and things in the show start getting better and this is not following that standard progression in in my view
0: no I mean well certainly not in that one scene I think they're pretty good with their
1: this whole episode
0: well but but not the whole episode because we saw the zombies and stuff and they were as good as ever no
1: the zombies no no the zombies suck look at when <laughs> when the zombies came around the corner after everybody right. uh huh I mean, they're just not good-looking zombies. They're not. They're not. They're not putting. They're not putting a lot of effort okay. into the makeup. I didn't. You, I didn't
0: notice. Go that. back
1: and check it out. I mean, yeah, you, I'll you have think they're that. supposed to get better at, at their, you know, doing this stuff? And a, a show with this much interest, you would think they'd spend a little money, and and make it, you know, at least look good.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've just seen so much, so good. The little girl that they that uh, turned when she took the peel the pills that Nick found back on the island, that was great. I mean, the way they, you know, had her eyes pop up. And they've really done a lot of good stuff with this.
1: Even Gloria in the church in the beginning with Nick. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was some pretty good makeup work. You know, Gloria was chowing down on the face of that other person and turned around. She was a real believable zombie. But these other folks just really aren't that believable. They did a pretty good job with uh, Jack, not Jack, but uh, Reed. When they, you know, right. shot his face off. Yeah,
0: that, was good. They did a, that but, was good. But he was
1: a, you know, mainline character. If you go back to the Walking Dead, and I hate to compare it, but you have to, it because to. that's the standard. Those zombies, I mean, even just the stand-in, you know, going to walk through the woods, zombies are are better
0: detail-oriented, better detail yeah.
1: than the the star character zombies in this uh, in this show.
0: In in all fairness, and I completely. Agree with you, but in all fairness, I don't notice at this point. Because I'm just like interested in the main character. So, I didn't notice since you pointed it out. I definitely do. But, maybe that's what they count on. It's more people like me and less people to pay attention to the details. I don't know. But, they come out of the church. And, this is where Thomas comes up in his truck. And, he's saying... That they can't go back there. He's trying to protect them.
1: Don't do it. Don't well, do it. Don't be a fool. Don't well, that's what
0: he's saying, because if they go back there, he's saying they're a whole lot more armed and they won't even make it.
1: Yeah, he's absolutely trying to intervene and, and save right. lives.
0: Right. And he and he could be doing it for, for Celia, or he could be doing it for them.
1: I think he's genuinely concerned.
0: Yeah, well, obviously, for, for yeah. All parties. But this is where their eyes start bleeding, and the that blood you were talking about and their their the the sacrament wafers were poisoned poisoned, and then we go to the intro, and we come back, and Travis is sitting outside having this conversation with Chris
1: awkward conversation, and this this gets i mean I don't want to sit and just be negative, but this gets really really weird with Chris this whole episode.
0: Yeah, what what is this? I don't get this either. I'm it makes I don't zero either, sense. I okay. don't want to be negative either, but this Chris thing is we have went from sullen teenager Sullen
1: disobedient teenager. To
0: to a change where he's like found his his strength and his calling maybe or whatever to this really crazy kind of what would you even call it uh, i mean
1: i don't know morbid curiosity I don't, he, know.
0: I don't maybe he wants maddie i think dead is that how, is that what you took out of it
1: i don't even know if he wants her dad i can't tell what he wants i mean i it, it, i don't i don't get the yeah. whole thing
0: well he's talking to his dad and travis is saying that he's saying nobody will look at me why are they mad at me he's like a child it's like he's like a you know like a three-year-old
1: yeah and he's pretending not to get it
0: i don't think he does get it i don't think he does get it that's it i mean his character is believable to me
1: well then he is um
0: well that's what i'm saying kind of there's some kind of mental something's clicked because travis is saying that they didn't think that nobody believed him that reed was turning
1: and Reed wasn't turning.
0: No, we kind of deduced that last time. That was not happening.
1: But Reed did turn when he finally died from being shot right. in the face.
0: Well, in the side of the mouth, kind of, yeah. But he said, who's saying that? And Travis didn't say anything. And he said, she believed me. Maddie believed me. Because she was sitting talking to him. I don't know if she ever said she believed him. She told him everything would be okay. And now it's just like he's got, feels like he's got this grudge toward her. Or something. I don't know. I don't get that. I think that's just way over the top. Kind of change, quick change.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, then we go to the scene where Louise, Travis, and Madison are um, come up on the. They're up, up top on the lookout, and they see that boat. They've come up on their guard to Mexico. The whatever.
1: Yeah, the people they have to pay off to get into Mexico who are somehow un, who are somehow guarding the entire ocean so that nobody can get through any other way, but through this one little patrol boat. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't understand that part of it either. No,
1: I didn't get it. I and they were
0: supposed to go to his boat. They need to give this money to Miguel, This these gold bars, and Lu, Louise is going to get on the Zodiac and go over and give it, but they come up. They're, they more more supposed to come up. Yeah, and
1: they board the boat, right. and everybody goes and gets in the engine room, and...
0: Everybody's hiding. Daniel's below and he's translating what he can overhear from Miguel and this other guy and Strand and Louise. And they're saying it's a big, too big of a boat. How much money did it cost? It's so large. There's only two people on here.
1: They want to check it for infected people. Right. And that's when the problem starts and then the shooting begins.
0: Yeah, there's gunfire. Just as Daniel starts to go up and help them help out. And then the engine starts back up. And so when they go back up, the two guys are dead, right? Right. Uh, Miguel and the other guy, and Luis is laying there too.
1: Luis is bleeding out.
0: Daniel goes outside and he stabs everybody, or the two guys through the eye, but he gets to Luis and Luis asks him not to do that.
1: Then he gives him a coin to give to his mother, and Daniel looks at the coin in full view of dying Louise. Right. And throws it over the side. What was that all about?
0: The coin was, wasn't it the owl face that was on the...
1: It was an owl face, Right. Yeah.
0: So the same kind of...
1: Yeah, but if somebody dying is asks you to give it something to their mother and you yeah. don't plan on giving it to them, go to the other side of the boat and throw it over like well, you. Well, this is
0: some kind of... Uh, I, mean, I think it's some kind of religious something that Daniel definitely disagrees with. I don't know if religious is the right word, but maybe. Something like if that. If a dead
1: guy hands me a picture of Al, tells me to give it to his mother, and I don't want to do it, I'll I'll comfort him and, and take it and throw it away somewhere. Yeah, it was pretty cold-blooded,
0: wasn't it? And yeah. Ophelia's there watching, Nick's there watching him. So it's not even just that this is a, a moment between Daniel and Louise.
1: Have you noticed Nick's the only one who has apocalypse hair? Have you noticed this?
0: <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Well, he's the only one who's got the the stringy, greasy, uh, split in hair. Dude, look at him next time. You, you'll see exactly what I mean. He looks. Oh, like, I know
0: what you're talking about, Nick. I mean, him and
1: him and Daryl could hang out together, but the rest of them are all blow dried and Miss Claire and and you know everybody pretty well groomed.
0: They really are, and even wearing makeup and stuff a lot still. But
1: Nick is, uh, I think Nick's my favorite.
0: Yeah, I really like Nick, and I'm surprised, because when yeah, it first too. came on, I thought he was the whiny, I just couldn't stand it, Yeah, and they've really developed that character into somebody that, I mean, I don't know, I really like him. I do, too. But Nick gets really close to Louise, and Louise is calling for his, I thought he was calling for his mother, but...
1: He was. Is me, that, do you me think me that's Madre, what he was Madre, sure. yeah. that's exactly what he was saying. Daniel was pretty quick thinking to, you know, stab the... Uh, Guys the guys who were dead the, before they turned, they had to deal with them.
0: Well, yeah, and, I mean, he went out there while they're still firing on them, even, to get these guys. But, that, I mean, was...
1: honestly, how hard is it to kill these zombies? I mean, you go up, you get a little, little, you know, good swing going, and you stab them in the head and they drop.
0: Yeah, well, I guess. That's um, that's something that Mike, last week, it, it's funny I was going to bring it up later, but he he had read some comment. He's from West Coast Project, and he watches, and kind of comments to me sometimes, but he may, he was saying that he had read a comment somewhere that the zombies are only a serious threat when the plot requires it. In one episode, a zombie can take out 20 walkers with minimal effort, um, or a person can take out 20 walkers with minimal effort, even in close quarters. Then in the next episode, some bad guys or minor character will be duped somehow, and a single zombie will manage to overpower and kill Two to five people in less than thirty seconds.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's uh, that is a little.
0: And it's just not the most it's believable. Just, no. You know, you either have to fear these zombies or not, and it doesn't feel like these people really fear these zombies much at all. Do you get that from y- yeah. it?
1: Yeah. Well, these zombies aren't scary. I'm telling you, <laughs> the makeup people can make the them more. Yes, oh, okay. they can make them scarier.
0: Suddenly, the shooting just stops, so they've killed Miguel and the other guy. They don't have their payment, but the people guarding the the uh coast yeah, have just stopped shooting, and they said that they think that whatever's awaiting us will kill us, and they don't have to worry about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense either. They're not going to stay you know that far back from the shoreline because they're afraid of what's on the beach. I mean, come on
0: yeah they, i didn't get that either they're gonna patrol the shore wait for the money they get there they've got the money they try to give them the money they try to strong arm them and then they go oh, we'll just let them go they've killed our guys, but let them go um, then we get to the part where they're all walking and they walk up to the church
1: yeah and that was another that's when all the uh, poorly poorly done zombies came out
0: well, Strand's yelling for Thomas, and he goes running into the church, and then there's zombies everywhere. There's dogs there and zombies. And then the horde of zombies come toward them, and they began to fight. Now, there were these children zombies, and that was messing everybody up.
1: Yeah, they were having a problem killing the children zombies. Yeah, would, would Nick. Would you have a problem killing the children
0: zombies? Uh, I don't know.
1: I don't think so. I mean, they're still zombies. You yeah. just to, you know, they, yeah. they can bite you just like a grown zombie.
0: Well, that's right. But Daniel sees a boy that makes him flash back to another time. So when he's, like, holding his the, the zombie away. Yeah, they,
1: and that's not realistic there with the Sandinista torture expert. Uh,
0: well, somebody on the talking, Fear the Talking Dead, said that they thought, I think that's where I heard that, that they thought he might be flashing back to his own childhood, and that was him with somebody's hand around his throat.
1: Oh, that's... Okay, I can buy that.
0: But it certainly wasn't something I got, and you obviously didn't get that either. I thought he was flashing back to some child he had done that with, or something.
1: This episode was so bad, people were trying to find good things in it. I think.
0: A zombie gets Madison down, and Chris stands and watches.
1: And and he stops. Alicia's yelling, "Chris, help! Chris, help!"
0: Yeah, and then she goes standing there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, of course, Ophelia sees a softer side of her dad when he's unable to kill the little boy. Yeah. So that would really be a good thing for Ophelia to see because she's thinking pretty much that her dad's the devil right now.
0: I guess. I guess. But then when she's talking to her mom later, she's saying that he's lost his way. So it's kind of like she wants, you know, I mean, it's like she... And, and I know that's not specifically what they were talking about or what she was talking about, but... You know you it's like my dad's hard and tough, and then now he's not hard and tough, and so she's talking to her mom, who of course is dead, saying that he's lost his way,
1: yeah, I don't like like him she didn't making Daniel Daniel's pretty steady and solid, they should have
0: not here they should
1: have capitalized on that, they should keep him that way, but
0: but Nick had a hard time killing the kid, too. And then when it's all done and they're getting in the truck to drive off, Nick's left sitting in the midst of this, and they have to call him. He's really just kind of stunned, even Nick. Yeah. And then they come upon the casa.
1: Yeah, and they were all just, just overwhelmed with its beauty.
0: Yeah. The wind's blowing through their hair as they're riding in the back of the truck, and they're like, "Wow, wow, it's really cool." As soon cool. as
1: they get there, the maid comes out and takes all her guns away.
0: Yeah, she does. Um, well, Celia greets them, and they tell her about Louise, which is her son, and
1: she's, and she's okay, okay with like, it oh, okay. because he you didn't, didn't get shot in the head. In the
0: head yeah. Right.
1: yeah, this is this is further proof that Cecilia is insane.
0: And they said Strand said that they had to fight their way through the military. So that was the military who was wanting money. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I put down a nurse-looking woman, asked them for their weapons, whoever that was. She was like, she was all dressed in white, and it looked. I thought it was a nurse at first, but it wasn't. But she won't let it, and we don't even see her again, do we?
1: It was, I, I didn't. It was one of the servants.
0: Yeah, yeah, one of the workers. Him. Right, but she takes all their weapons, says they can't have their weapons in there. But Daniel won't give his up, and she says then he has to stay outside. So he ends up giving it up, and they go in. Strand wants to know about Thomas. Tell me he's here. Tell me he's here. And she takes him to Thomas. And Thomas is sitting there in a chair. And he's got... And it's not funny at all. It's tragic. But he's got this bite mark. He's got...
1: Bleeding through in the shape of a bite mark. In the shape
0: mark. of a bite mark. Coming
1: through. I'm telling you, this makeup department is not... I mean, it's in the again. shape
0: of a bite mark. It's terrible.
1: Maybe it's half of the... the were on vacation their A-team was on vacation or something and they had a couple of fill-ins I don't know but it, it just
0: well Strand's crying he goes to hold his hand and well, Thomas is saying fraught. that he waited for him and then he has to ask Celia to leave for a moment alone and
1: let me just point this out too to support my claim about the shoddy makeup work he's sitting there acting sick but, I mean, they've done absolutely nothing to make him look pale or sickly. Did you notice that in the scene?
0: No, he looks pretty robust.
1: He, yeah, he looks... But
0: I don't know what, what a, a zombie good, virus would yeah, do Yeah, but
1: he has good skin tone. You know how people start looking. I mean, pasty and and just sickly. You know, they do a great job on Walking Dead to make people look sickly who are sick.
0: Even some who are not sick.
1: And they didn't. They just, you know, he just you know, <laughs> coughed a few times. Well,
0: strange. He looks
1: all tanned and...
0: Well, I mean, he is, you know, pretty far south. I don't know. I don't know. Strand offers to help him to bed because evidently he's been, like, just sitting in this chair waiting. And he helps him up and then he hugs him. And it was pretty touching. It was pretty sad. I thought it was pretty sad. So we go to a commercial and we come back. And this is where Alicia's watching uh, some recorded tape TV show, black and white TV show. When Chris comes in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like nothing. Like, hey, what's up? What's up?
0: Yeah, and she was just going to leave the room, but he kind of presses her. What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, he
1: was trying to just blow it off.
0: Yeah, and she just freaks out at him and tells him, you know, I stood there. I I know what I saw, and I saw you stand there watching my mom in trouble. You were going to watch them kill my mom, she says. And she says, I'm not going to pretend like it didn't happen. Of course, he's trying to play it off. He's he's saying, I just froze.
1: Gloss it over.
0: And then he starts saying, You can't tell anybody. You can't tell anybody And he continues to say that and she's like and that was kind of dramatic to well what if I do, (laughs) you know And he says
1: I don't want to hurt anybody. Right. Oh my god. No,
0: but I I kinda believe that he doesn't want to hurt anybody. I believe that. I mean I believe that he's, you know, but there's something, just something not not right. So Nick goes in, and he wants to make nice with uh, Celia. And she offers him pozzoli if he promises not to tell anybody else, because he says he's hungry, and it's good, and he loves the food. And then he tells her about Louise, and that Louise was asking for her at the end, and she was on his mind. And then she says Nick has a heavy smile and asks him why. And Nick... We kind of see, I thought that was a pretty good scene, because Nick kind of cracks a little bit, like you would. I mean, everything you've been through and everything, and he's been this tough guy, and then he kind of cracks, and he starts to cry, like tear up.
1: I didn't really notice that.
0: He said he's just a bit sick of all the killing.
1: I, I, I mean, I can agree with that. I would probably be sick, too, of all the killing, don't you think?
0: Yeah, and I thought the way he did that, I thought that acting was really good. And I even thought the writing and everything about that was good. But then she says, well, this is nothing new. There's always been the dead among us or something like that, right? But
1: just now you can see them. Right. Yeah, Cecilia is like, she's on an acid trip. She's not coming back.
0: I want to call her Cecilia, too, by the way, in place of Celia. But this is where Madison comes in, and <laughs>
1: Maddie man
0: what is going uh, on with she that? Just,
1: she hates more stuff than I do about this episode.
0: She's like Cecilia says Celia says Nick is enlightened and Maddie's like, he's fragile. Yeah. I mean, I made a note here, I'm annoyed with Madison. She needs to get a grip with Nick. This has been going on too long. You don't have your grown son who is, he's a warrior. He's really turning into a champ and a warrior in this situation, right? And I mean, she's
1: treating him like a 12-year-old.
0: Or, or or younger, younger. It's like, um, it's just like Strand said, she just can't, you know, he he saw more in Nick in five minutes than she's seen. And then we see Daniel outside looking at the carving of the owl in the tree. Yeah, he's at
1: the little shrine looking up at the, the owl, and then Celia comes out there to place the picture of Luis and, They have their little exchange and...
0: Yeah. If he wasn't shot in the head, I don't know what you're sorry for. So she says that again.
1: This is another place where they're trying to create something that just doesn't really work. Don't you think?
0: Well, it doesn't work yet, for sure. I don't know what's going to happen with this. And maybe this is one of those episodes that they just throw a bunch of information at you. And then it all clicks together next week. But we'll see, I guess. So then we go to where Madison's bringing Strand and Thomas, I guess supper, right? In be- when they're in bed.
1: Yeah, she comes in with the um, the bed tray.
0: Right, and Thomas, he's never met Madison before. He's never and met. And all of a
1: sudden, promised to take care of him.
0: Right, because I'm Strand blind. said she's fierce. I like that word. And I think that's pretty fitting. But um, you, know, I,
1: you know, Strand is probably the. I think he's the best actor in the Isn't in he thing. great?
0: You know, he he used to do, and I hope I'm not butchering this, but he used to do, uh, he played, oh, I can't remember who he played now, but in Shakespeare, a Shakespearean play. Really? Yeah. And it just kind of shows through. And when, uh, I think, and I don't know if they're doing that as a nod toward that or not, but he uses words like maudlin. Don't be so maudlin. And, uh and a little bit later on, Thomas says to him, that's very Shakespearean. Yeah, that's so Shakespearean, yeah. yeah. So that was kind of funny. I
1: think Strand's a, f- a fabulous actor. And, I, and I, even in this episode, every scene that he was in was well done. Except for this one, because Maddie is being asked by, this This is a writing failure, I think.
0: Okay.
1: It's not natural that this man is going to go from, okay, who's coming in the room, do we like her, to promise right. me, make me a promise. And then, if you notice, Maddie didn't promise anything. She just turned around and left.
0: Well, she said he won't make it easy Right, uh,
1: he goes, that's why I'm asking you. Mm-hmm. But she turned around and left. She didn't give him an answer. She left him.
0: Yeah, none of these people are real good at, like, fulfilling dying people's wish on this episode, no, are they?
1: But they are, to their credit, making Thomas look a little sicker.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and he, he
1: was starting to look sicker.
0: And they actually did at the at the end. I even made a note So of the him. makeup
1: crew came back from lunch and said, hey, this sick guy, he doesn't look sick. Get over here with the pasty makeup.
0: So then Ophelia goes looking for Daniel and finds him in his room just standing there. So, I mean, he's just not sitting standing there. there.
1: He's sitting there and he's Staring looking. Staring off into space. Really, he's got this really weird look on his face. And he's pointing like he's... She says that Celia's an amazing cook, and he's looking and kind of half smiling. Said your mother was an amazing cook. I mean, just really having some kind of some kind of issue. And I
0: think I, there's something we don't understand about this. We probably should looked into it a little bit more. Something to do with this kind of maybe magic or something that they've got going on there, right? Because isn't that what they're trying to show us that there's some kind of magic or Um, Something going on there.
1: Daniel started off pretty solid. Pretty solid character.
0: Right, but he goes out there and he stares at the owl. Oh,
1: no, I'm talking about uh, when he started off in his barbershop. He was solid. He was solid. Well,
0: he's been solid the whole time. The whole, I mean, he's, you know, not always done stuff I agreed with, but he's always been a pretty
1: This is a weird episode. Everybody's getting kind of. I don't
0: know. Well, Ophelia's saying she's hungry, and Daniel's glad. That means the infection in her shoulder's gone. And Daniel says just to tell him he's tired, he's not coming to eat. And he just stays there. Right. And then it's nighttime, time, and Alicia's watching TV again, and Madison comes in and tells her she needs to go to bed, and they share a little story about when she was young, and and her mom and dad, you know, Madison and her husband, Alicia's dad used to go out. They'd always come back, and she'd be... Trying to stay awake in front of the TV. And this is where Alicia says, well, I was afraid you wouldn't come back. And Madison says, well, what are you afraid of now? And she just stares at her. And this is obviously where she tells, she tells her. Yeah,
1: what happened. Because and then. Maddie goes in there and gets all over Travis. And Travis is like, hey, wait a minute. Okay,
0: so now, what did you think about that?
1: I thought that Travis was uh, rationalizing. I thought he should have listened a little closer.
0: Well, I thought he should have listened, period, because he didn't listen at all. She couldn't even get out what she was saying. So he started
1: defending, he started comparing Nick's behavior to Chris. Yeah. And everything he's been through with Nick to what they're now, you know, maybe going through with Chris. So he's not, uh, you know, she, she quizzed him a little bit about his conversation with Chris before she laid into him. But once she got started and they got started with their conversation, I think, she had, of course, the much better point than Travis. I think Travis was way off in his argument against uh, this this idea that Chris was having a problem.
0: Well, I think he started off that 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 was just it. In that one scene, he went from "That's insane! Do you realize what you're saying? Why would he do that? Chris would never do that." To "If he's doing that in two minutes, if he's doing that, I need your help with him. I need you to help me." And I don't really disagree with Travis as far as that goes, right? I mean, that's your kid. You, what's Travis going to do? I and mean, Chris hadn't done yeah. anything, right? Mm. Yet, or I mean, he he killed Reed, but that's up in the air.
1: Well, I mean, his passive response to Maddie getting eaten is it, something.
0: But but right, absolutely. But Travis doesn't know that. He doesn't know that she's yet. She's not
1: listening. He's try- she's trying to tell him.
0: Right. But it's it's not like she really got a lot out. It's not like she really told him. And it's not like she told him in a way that he could understand the depth of what she was saying. I guess is yeah. what I'm trying to say. And he he wasn't very receptive to it anyway. And he did have a good point because Nick was off the chain, right? I mean, Nick was... They were showing Nick at the beginning as being... Really bad, and Travis was definitely trying to be helpful right, with Nick. But then he says, where are you, Maddie? Are you here with me? And she said, she needs to be with Alicia, and he says, fine, I'll be with Chris. And he goes to be with Chris. Well, we see how much good that does? Not much. And then we go back to Thomas, who's in bed, and Strand says the world was never good enough for Thomas anyway. Yeah, they're he saying says, their
1: final goodbyes.
0: Yeah, he says, go to sleep now. But Thomas starts crying, and saying he doesn't want to leave Strand. And this is where Strand offers to go with him. Now, what did you think about that?
1: Well, he obviously doesn't based on the upcoming, the scenes from the upcoming episode.
0: No, but he said it to him. That's well, what I'm talking about. Do you think about. he
1: ever planned to it or planned to do it? Or I
0: don't. It? Do you? Because uh, what, what would have changed? No, I don't think he had any intention of doing it.
1: Well, Thomas gonna be pretty mad when he gets to the. Well, uh,
0: he ain't gonna get there.
1: The afterlife. Well,
0: the afterlife, obviously. But I mean, I thought you meant like the zombie cage or something. Oh
1: yeah. Well, the, the, the zombies don't know each other. The sick makeup is coming along though.
0: Yeah, too. it is coming along. Well, Strand says there's nothing there for him with Thomas gone anyway, and that Cecilia will watch over them. You know she will.
1: She's keeping zombies. Yeah.
0: But Strand doesn't know this yet, does he? He'd have to. How could he know?
1: Because he said... There were no
0: zombies when he left.
1: Celia will watch over us.
0: Right, but there was no zombies when he in, left. In
1: what way, though, Did he? would he mean I don't know. It was, well, that's the only way that he could possibly mean it.
0: Unless there's something else we don't know. Well, Daniel's walking around outside, and he sees a kid throw a dog down a chute.
1: I know it. <laughs> Puppy.
0: It's like, what? What is Feeding going zombies. on? Feeding zombies.
1: I knew immediately what they were did doing.
0: Did you know? Yeah, sure. And then we go to Nick and Ophelia and they're they're walking to the uh shrine. shrine area and Ophelia says she needs to talk to her mother and she lights the candle, but then she brings up church. That's why I said religion earlier. So it's some kind of altar.
1: I I don't know. I'm not familiar with this, this type this. Me cultural either. Thing.
0: Me either. So she starts just like having a conversation with her mother And Nick is there with her, and he looks up at the owl. He's
1: looking at the owl and starts flashing back.
0: Yeah, but it seemed like it was maybe a little more even than flashing back, because he was, like, hearing voices and everything.
1: Maybe Celia's worked her mojo on him and spiked his Pozzoli. Maybe slipped him a little something that she's been taking. It
0: was pretty interesting, because we got some of those flashbacks to what all happened in Episode 1. When he was running out and hit by the car, and his girlfriend Gloria and all that. Well, then Daniel follows the little boy that had thrown the puppy down the chute, and the little boy's talking to his mom. He can see him through through a uh, like a barred uh, security door, and Daniel asks to be introduced, and the little boy lets him in there, and it's just zombies.
1: I in know. The cellar, in yeah, the they're, yeah, the, and they look like pretty believable zombies. I think they spent some time on this. Scene. Yeah, it was a
0: really quick scene. Yeah. I didn't. I was trying to kind of count them, but I didn't want to stop it, and it was pretty quick. Well, Daniel goes immediately to Celia and says, and she says that these were family and people who've worked there for years and their children, and she wasn't going to turn them away, not give them shelter. She's and this is where she says they were hunting them out there. That's where I got that.
1: Right, the uh, the church group. Right. Which is what you're supposed to do with zombies. Somebody needs to get a hold of Celia.
0: Well, Daniel smells the sacrament cookie wafer thing and puts it on the tray and says you poisoned them. So he's got this all figured out, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Daniel's, Daniel's tuned in.
0: And then she tells him he needs to go make peace with his dead old man. Yeah. And she says, what are you afraid of? You know, why are you so afraid of death? And she walks out. And then we go to a commercial and we come back and Celia is washing Thomas. And Strand is watching her. She leans in and kisses him on the forehead. And then she goes to Strand and tells him that she never thought he was good enough for Thomas. But she was wrong about him and she really appreciates what he's going to do. So I guess they've made this whole deal with her at some point, right? Strand's going to off himself. She brought him the little...
1: Wafer. So and it, but so at least we know that he's told her what he's gonna do, so there may be some point where he actually intended on doing it.
0: I don't think so. Okay. Why do you think he was gonna do it? What do you think would have changed his mind?
1: I have no idea. It's this nonsensical episode. Somebody, there's no way to, to follow something. Somebody like on
0: this. the Talking Dead last night.
1: That's why something like this is hard to podcast, because it's so nonsensical that No,
0: we're just literally having to take scene by scene and talk about the individual scene because there's nothing else we can do. It's not really relating to anything else, I know. But somebody on The Talking Dead last night said that it was almost like a full circle thing with Strand, and I'm paraphrasing, but they said he lied to him when he first met him, and then he lied to him at the very end, too. The first words he said to him were lies and... The last words he said to him were yeah. lies.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Nick finds Celia who asks if his mother knows that he's visiting with her. She's drinking wine, sitting outside. And he he's pretty grown up. He says, well, I've given my mother reason to worry about me. So he's taking responsibility. This is where he says, are they really dead? And she says no
1: he should have said and are you really insane she, she really is
0: he asked what they are and she says they're what comes next
1: It's like you said when we started it's an extension of um, of or it's, it's it's the next life to her or an extended life or whatever but it's what comes next
0: right the next step then we go back to thomas and this is where they had him Looking pretty good, and he's also breathing that death rattle. Strand's lying by his side, holding his hands, and then he quits breathing. And Strand leans in and kisses him. He gets up and looks at the wafer and then walks past it. You think he's going toward the wafer when he first does it, right? And he did yeah. And then we see Travis asleep beside Chris, and Chris wakes up and walks out past him. And he goes into Alicia, Alicia's room with Maddie there.
1: Yeah, lights her out. He goes over and takes the knife.
0: He's calling for Alicia, he opens the door and he goes, Alicia. And, of course, she's asleep, she did not hear him. He sees the knife and he walks over there. What What's he doing in there?
1: He's, who, who knows? I mean, it's nonsensical.
0: And then there's the gunshot. We hear the gunshot. And that wakes Maddie and Alicia up and they see Chris standing by their bedside while they're asleep with a knife. With a knife. And Strand has shot Thomas in the head. Yep. And we did find out that next week is the mid-season finale, so
1: we're we only holding have out hope th- that it gets pretty good because if it's like this, there won't be another
0: <laughs> well
1: extension of the season.
0: Hopefully, they will wrap a lot of this up, and we'll be able to at least make some sense out of a lot of this. Well, I'm
1: holding my breath. This was really, really disappointing. This this episode,
0: you know, and, and it started off so strong. This second season, I thought I thought that the first several episodes, you know, the first season was kind of wobbly. It was on its new legs and everything. But but the the first several seasons, the first several episodes of this season were really good. I thought, I mean, they were they were definitely decent TV.
1: Yeah, and and we expected them to get better.
0: Well, yeah, it's because it, it seemed like here. that's what they were doing, and. But they're going to do every episode up to the mid-season finale. So if you need to catch up on it, um, check out AMC for Showtimes. And don't forget to come back and listen to our podcast as we, you know, you'll definitely hear much more enthusiasm in the first half of this season than you've heard in the last couple of them anyway. You think we covered it? Is there anything else you,
1: no, anything um, I missed? No, let's let this die a natural death.
0: Well, we hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our Fear the Walking prequel podcast. So, Mike, how do people tweet you?
1: Hmm, at mm-hmm. Mike from TN.
0: Okay, and I'm at Michelle from TN. You, you can tweet us and tell us, gee, you guys are downers. We really like that. I
1: know, and I'm, I apologize, and I feel sorry for you, but I don't. I can't. I mean, go back and watch this thing a hundred times. I, if you can get anything out of it, you're a better person than me.
0: Well, I mean, that you know. If you guys can find anything in it that we couldn't find, I'd love to hear it. If you can connect more dots, maybe we just, we we do have other things on our mind right now. We're doing a couple other things, but, um, and we're trying to, we actually have four podcasts to do this week, Mike and I do. So that's a lot, and um, maybe we're just, I don't know, I don't know, but I agree with you, Mike, it was hard to do. Um, But you'll also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tribal Rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and give us a rating if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on TribalRant.com where you can email us or leave us a message, and we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget we have Survivor Podcast. We're finishing the Survivor season this Wednesday, and then we'll probably go back and do, like, a little end cap to that this weekend. Um... So if you guys like Survivor and you've been following along, check that out. It's called The Tribe of Spoken. We got our Americans podcast, still got a few more episodes of that. We're in season four. It's called American Reds. It's definitely one of our favorite series. And if you are sick of hearing us whine, we don't do as much whining on the Americans. Oh
1: no, no, no. Tune in to the Americans if you want to hear enthusiastic podcasts with good <laughs> writing and good acting and just fantastic television show, The Americans. Fantastic show.
0: So, if you don't have anything else for episode six, Sikut Shedvus, then we'll be back here next time for Shiva. And um, do you know what that means? Do you remember that word? I knew I'd heard it before. Mm-mm. It's a period of of seven days formal mourning for the dead that begins immediately after the funeral. Uh Used in a sen- in a sentence would be: She went to her sister's funeral and set Shiva. I think it's like a uh, something practiced in Judaism.
1: I'm not familiar with the term.
0: We're also going to be podcasting tomorrow a movie with the people from West Coast Project. Uh, it's based loosely on our Americans podcast. And, it's about um, the Cold War. Right. This yeah. movie is called Fail Safe, And I know Mike, when they were doing their the Americans podcast over at West Coast Project, they talked about this movie, Failsafe and Dr. Strangelove. So he contacted us and asked us if we all wanted to get together and do it. So we've never done that before and we're going to attempt that. So hopefully we'll have that up by the end of the week and that will be on westcoastproject.com. So we'll let you guys know and check over there and and see that. And if you don't have anything else, then we'll... Be back here next time for the mid-season finale.
1: I thankfully have nothing else.
0: Okay, we'll see you next time.
1: Okay, see you in about two minutes.